loud. Okay. Hey guys, um, we're back with another episode of Sippin' and Spillin'. I'm Allie and this is... Ellie, and today we're gonna be talking about Barbenheimer. Thank God, we've been waiting. Oh, I think no. the world has been waiting. Um, just before we even get started and tell you what we're drinking, there will be spoilers in this episode whether you like it or not movies and here's the thing is i don't really consider spoilers to be spoilers about true stories if that makes sense so like anything i talk about about oppenheimer is public information yeah. and you could have and already it happened known it about a hundred years ago so yeah a long time so well maybe a actually little like less. 80 but you um, know. <laughs> but um yeah so sorry about that yeah if it gets spoiled not our fault that's your fault you should have seen the movie by now it's only been out for two weeks literally um Um, well before we start that what are you drinking today ellie i'm drinking a big zest big zesty by shilling it's hard cider it's guava lemonade flavor for the summer slay it's Mm -hmm. kind of the best cider i've ever not to diss on two towns but we love two towns shillings is kind of super fire yeah um they had a raspberry one of these too not as good as this one, though. Yeah, they do, like, seasonal flavors, which I also didn't realize until mm-hmm. I literally bought those. Um, yep. I am drinking a grapefruit refresher by Ninkazi Brewing. Not us, like, kind of promoting local businesses. Yeah. I actually don't know where Shillings is from, though, so. I can't remember where Shillings is from, either. I could probably look it up, but Ninkazi, though, they slay, but I will say... Every single one of their pre-made drinks is super, super sweet. It is so sweet, but guess what? The packaging is probably the best packaging I've ever seen in it's my entire so life. It's so cute. It's so cute, so that's why I want to buy it. And it's also 9%, yeah, so it's that's defi- why I want to buy it. It's definitely geared toward the, towards the girlies, for sure. Oh, for sure. They always use, like, bright, bright, fun colors, and, like, their designs are super cute. Yeah. Plus, we love 9% drinks. So. Uh, yeah, the less liquid I have to drink to get drunk, mm-hmm. the better. I am definitely counting on... more bang for my buck for sure you know it is what it is yeah i feel like that's just how women are in general and i just feel like the taste should also be better but it's okay yeah men who drink beer are literally fucking insane like it tastes tastes so so bad disgusting yeah even the beers that i like we can't all be smart are gross yeah yeah i get it well before we start the actual topic we are gonna go we have to catch up guys god i know we've been gone for a while we tried recording a podcast last week, and it just didn't work out. No, it was bad. It so was... you're lucky we didn't post it, honestly. Yeah, we'll re-record it for you, though, because it's still relevant. It's a good topic, yeah. I'm, I'm sure, but, you We know. just didn't. It's not our best work, so yeah, we're not putting we it out. Yeah, we were out of practice. We needed it, so... But now we're officially back, and before we start, we are going to talk about our faves and our hot takes. Yeah, do you want to start with your... recent? Um, sure. My hot take as of right now is Elon Musk is a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, and... But we've known this. We've known. And, like, don't get me wrong, I'm sure he's a smart guy. Um, but, like, actually, why would you buy one of the most, like, prominent apps ever? Yeah. That's ever been around in the history of, like, recent internet history? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, then Something that people it. really enjoy. Yeah, people love Twitter. Like, people of all ages are on Twitter. People can find, like, their niche on Twitter. And he's like, mm, actually, I'm going to change a whole bunch of things and ch- also change the name and the logo. Yeah. Okay, for what? And just ruin the app and yeah. everyone's enjoyment. But that's what rich people do. And I think men in yeah, general. Yeah, they do but... tend to do that often. Yeah. But anyways, that's my hot take, which well, probably isn't hot. It's probably pretty I mild. mean, most think, I think most people probably agree with you. Yeah. Um, my hot take, so backstory, we just went to my family friend's lake house, and at a lake house, sometimes there's a campfire, and when there's a campfire, there's probably being s'mores made. And guess what? I think s'mores are bad. Um, I just think it's too sweet. I don't i can never get the marshmallow right like i don't care how long i sit there and try to do it it just doesn't fucking work out um i don't think it melts correctly like i don't know like the marshmallow is too mushy the graham crackers are too hard there's like too much there's never the right amount of chocolate yeah there's never the right amount of chocolate and it's just a fucking mess to eat and it's just such a miserable experience for me that i just it's not worth it to make s'mores i will say i had three so yeah, I am at least zero. I had three, if you so. if you enjoy making them like I'm like period great. I know it's like a fun sweet, but I yeah, just yeah. Ellie's uncle was kind of hyping me up. He's like, Ali's the best s'more maker I've ever seen. And yeah. I was like, hell yeah, let me make 
drink some more. No, and I love that so. Jace was like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. And, like, you didn't say anything for a long time. And then you made some comment that was like, yeah, Jace is already telling me everything I already know. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so just like. you're just letting him, like, mansplain It was just like you. this fucking 19-year-old I've never met. He's like, you're doing that wrong. And I was like, shut <laughs> up. Like, I know how to make a s'more. Yeah, so funny. God. But at least your uncle was like, hell yeah, she's the best s'more maker ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, it was God. good. Well, um, Anyways. to move on from our hot takes, what are your faves? Oh, you know Which my faves. I will say, our faves are the, are the exact, exact same. same thing this week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So as soon as I came home, I think Ellie and I have spent many, many hours together. So we have very so similar um, interests at the well, moment. And even our roommate Kennedy, I mean, Maddie's been around too. I think she's just super busy compared yeah. to, I mean, not that I'm not busy. You're the least busy you're unemployed right yeah, now. Yeah, I have no job. <laughs> so somebody please give me like, a job, thanks. But Maddie is very like social, whatever, and she's always out and about. And so Kennedy, her boyfriend's fighting fires right now. And yeah, so she's so bored. And we're like, been spending hey. time with her. And so we're all like, summer intern pretty. We're all like, oh my God, Conrad Fisher, we love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we obsessed. do love the summer I turn pretty and we are kind of super pissed that they released three episodes and then now they're just releasing one at a time and yeah, I'm like it's dumb. okay um but whatever I get it I guess but three episodes the longer I can one. love it it's better I guess yeah I would have just I think rather them done like one episode at a time yeah instead of releasing three and then yeah. giving us one yeah I thought that was super weird weird well and I had not been a heart stopper girly my younger sibling has been telling me for a good year to uh-huh. watch it and then I would like it. And I just, like, hadn't. I don't know. There wasn't really any reason why I didn't. I was just like, okay. I think and both of, like, even The Summer I Turned Pretty and Heartstopper are kind of geared towards, like, 14-year-olds. So yeah. we are, like, a little bit older than, like, the target audience. But I eat but, that shit oh, up. It's God, okay. I love it. I love it. I am a young adult. They're considered a young adult, okay? Yeah. But... I'm 22, so maybe I'm not. <laughs> so maybe I'm not 14. But, <laughs> but yeah. honestly, now my new little crush is Kit Connor, and that's so embarrassing for me. But I, he's, I love a ginger. He may be 19, <laughs> but he is super hot. So. <laughs> he is so hot. And I'm so like, it's okay. Uh, and you know what? If Kit ever hears this, that hey, this is so embarrassing. Hey, Come on our podcast. We love you. Come on our podcast. Yeah, well, um, you can be a guest. Um, but and Barbie soundtrack. Yeah, that is definitely a favorite of ours. We've oh. been kind of just playing it all the time. Yeah, for sure. And, oh, honestly, I think just, like, kind of gay disco music in general. Disco pop something, whatever. Yeah, like because Rush we've by been really Simone. into Rush and Man yeah. I Am from the Barbie soundtrack. Yeah, I cannot stop listening to like, it. And they're just, like, so, like, I don't know. They're just so, like, camp. And I'm like, yeah, it's, keep it going. It's, like, I don't know. The best way to describe it is, like, it's girly pop, but... But from men. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know how else men to explain Men who want to be girly, but they just, they're not. They're not girls. They're, yeah. Losers. Yeah, sucks to suck. Sorry. But anyways, to j- jump back to the topic actual jump. topic of the episode, Barbenheimer. Itself. If you don't know what Barbenheimer is, You must not have access to the internet, internet first yeah. of all. For sure. I'm sure your friends have talked to you about it. I'm sure you've seen it on the internet, but it's the opening. It's Barbie. So sorry. This is like going to be a little bit loud. Why? Are you going to burp or something? No. Oh my God. This is actually a satisfying sound like in the headphones. Can you hear the bubbles? I don't think I can. can A little bit. Um, I could hear you pour it, but that's fine. Yeah. I just had to pour my drink over ice because it's not cold. Sorry, guys. Well... But anyways, it's Barbie and Oppenheimer, two very, very different movies, but both were projected to be super big this year. Um, and the reason why it's like a whole thing is because they're just being released on the same day. Yeah. But or this, were released on the same This isn't day. the first time Christopher Nolan's movies have been released on the same day as like a big like female direct or not directed, but like female targeted movie because another one of his movies came out the same day as Mamma Mia. Oh my god! That's yeah. the, okay. I saw, I did I see like, something uh, about it, but it was. I don't kind know of like if it was Interstellar or Batman or whatever, but I know another one of his movies came out on the yeah. same day as another girly pop movie, and I'm like, why are you doing that? Yeah, you're taking all of our power away, but not For this real. time. For real. Well, and we were doing some research before, and I guess it's been the biggest box office weekend since Avengers Endgame and. April 2019, so since before COVID. Yeah, this has definitely been the biggest post-COVID 
movie theater yeah like release. cinematic release for yeah. sure well and a lot of stuff has come out on streaming services lately which mm-hmm. if you want to hear our opinions on streaming services go listen to our episode on it but yeah. um i think that just like the whole atmosphere of going to the movies has kind of been like stripped away from us a lot of people don't like it but i love going to the movie theater i love the movies there are some movies that i'm just like popcorn chilling yeah and there are some movies that you just have to see on a big screen screen like that or else they're just not gonna hit the same Mm -hmm. and i do think barbie and probably oppenheimer were are two of those movies yeah that you need to see well and there was also one thing that i that we were both able, we went to the, we went to both of these movies together, mm-hmm. but, um, seeing Barbie, we actually, okay, Sorry, that was guys. awesome, <laughs> um, seeing Barbie, we actually watched it before it came out, technically, we watched it the night before, we watched it on Thursday the 20th, yeah, um, but going to it, and seeing all of the people dressed up was so, so fun, cool, like, it was so cool, and, like, when we were there, like, at an evening show, we went at, like, nine or something like that and there so there were some girls in like dresses and heels and there were other girls like in full pink like pajama sets and like it was just so cute it It was was, so fun yeah and I think it was just so like women coming together Mm -hmm. and you don't having fun and like not judging each other for it yeah like it was very a very communal experience because and I saw so many girls on TikTok they are dressed up in their you know pink their barbie outfits that they're going to see it in and then they walk out of the theater to like go to the bathroom and some stupid fucking teenage boys are like laughing at her making fun of her mm-hmm. um, i saw like a group like, of girls they were her. taking pictures and they were like you look fucking stupid and they like drove yeah. off and, and i'm, I'm like, like this is this like is women people just, being happy i know like, like, like literally women can't do anything without just getting yelled at and that's kind I'm of like, the whole what is happening? like point of barbie um and it's just so unfortunate but it was so cool to see people just even like people wearing pink yeah. to the movie was so fun, mm-hmm. and I do think that that's that's probably going to become a thing, and that might be, you know how it was like the Roaring Twenties after the influenza oh, pandemic, yeah. like you know there's the like certain flu. yeah there's like I I don't know people were partying after that I don't know there's just certain things that they yeah, like I think think like mundane after. things are going to become more of like an event. Yeah, so I think just or like things that we had considered mundane before COVID, like you yeah, know, just going to the fucking movie theaters. Like but I've, I've it's noticed just fun. Like yeah, well, and I've noticed that for concerts, and maybe mm-hmm. it's just like Harry Styles has kind of sparked something because I know people are like, we have to dress up to go see Harry. Like it's kind of like a costumey thing. It was, I think but he I think was kind of spread... one of the first artists that was having shows right after COVID. Mm-hmm. Like he had them pretty fucking soon after. Yeah, like masks were kind of like. The but we had to wear them lifted. To oh yeah, concert, but we had to wear them concert. at the concert. Um, I think he was one of the first artists that kind of came back after COVID, and like people were excited, and they were like, "Oh shit, we need to dress up." And now people yeah. are dressing up for everything for Taylor Swift, yeah. for Beyonce, for fucking whatever. Barbie, like it. Oppenheimer. People, yeah, like people it. were dressed up. Like people were in those like stupid fucking golf hats, whatever those things are called. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, I'm surprised I didn't see any men in there with fedoras. I was honestly hoping I would, yeah. but I didn't, sadly. But I think that's just so cool. It's, you know, like, little ways to show that we're yeah. all connected, it's, I think. It is, and it's just like, we're all kind of on the same page. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's like, I'm here to have fun, and you're here to have fun, and I'm glad yeah. we can do it together and dress up, and like, you know. Yeah. It was really cool to be a part of, I think. I agree. But... Well, well, I think let's talk about Barbie first, and you're going to yeah. kind of lead that conversation, and then I'm going to kind of lead the Oppenheimer conversation. Yes, because we kind of want to talk about both of them, and then we'll come together a little bit. Yeah. Well, um, Barbie, if you don't know, was directed by Greta Gerwig, who, kind of crazy, has only directed two other movies before. She's acted before, though. She she's hasn't. Been in other yeah, movies. she's been in other movies, but she hasn't been the director. She's been the director of Lady Bird. Um, and Little Women, 2019, mm-hmm. the newer version. Um, yeah, with Timothée Chalamet. Yeah, both of her past movies had Saoirse Rose and Timothée Chalamet, and mm-hmm. she wanted to have them in Barbie, but there was scheduling conflicts, yeah. sadly, um, from what we hear. Um, but anyways, Barbie's opening weekend revenue was $155 million, and that was just in the U.S., so I want to say... Yeah. It was one of the biggest box office Mondays of all time and surpassed Christopher Nolan's Batman, which previously held the record. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, And then there were some other successful points. Barbie um, is expected to cross the $1 billion global 
global box office um, as of next weekend, which is this past this, weekend. This weekend right now. Um, and um, this is the first movie in history, or should I say history, um, directed by women to do so. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Um, this is the biggest domestic opening of 2023 the biggest opening ever for a female director slay biggest opening for a movie based on a toy which i don't really know what else we have to compare to besides maybe the lego movie and toy story um there's like a couple that i can it's like when i see it i'm like oh okay that makes sense that that's like included in that but Mm -hmm. i i can't think of any off the top of my head um biggest opening ever for margot robbie and ryan Ryan gosling Mm -hmm. which is kind of slay because he was in a he's been in a lot of stuff yeah, and she was also in like fucking Wolf of Wall Street and, and Babylon and she's like in Harley Quinn. Yeah, in yeah, um, Suicide Squad. Yeah, but yeah, so kind of that's a really big success for both of them. And this is also the biggest opening weekend for a movie that isn't a sequel, remake, or superhero movie. So this is mm-hmm. huge for us who yep. fucking hate that that's just been happening for years. Yeah, we years literally and years. Did that we yeah. made a podcast about it. Um, so, but I do want to say after, like, with all of this said, after the success of Barbie, instead of creating more movies that bring female audiences together and is targeted towards female audiences, um, Mattel just wants to expand the, like, universe that it has created and, um, make more money, you know, because of the success. And so now there's, like, talk, uh, talks of, or in the works, Polly Pocket, Uno, Magic 8-Ball, Thomas the Tank Engine, Hot Wheels, and a couple more. But these were just kind of the bigger names um, that we noticed that now they want to make movies for. Which is, you know, super cool. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. That's like maybe. cool, but I'm also like, you can't have Greta Gerwig direct every single one of no, them. No, like so it was just so don't good do because it. of the cast and the producers and How, the director. Like, absolutely and, serious they all took it. Yeah, and that's that's why it was so successful. Mm-hmm. And I think it also had a fantastic marketing campaign. It had yeah. really great, um, which product is another placement. thing I want to talk about, is product placement and the soundtrack. Those were all, like, huge factors into mm-hmm. the success. And you can't remake that. That's, like, the issue with, I think, Hollywood is that, like, once one thing is good, they're like, oh, we need to recreate it. And that can't and be recreated. Not what, that's yeah. why it's good. It's because it's, like, an original thought. It's an original yeah. thing that has never happened before. Um, but to get into, like, why I think Barbie was so successful in the first place is, one, the product placement, which we I was noticing during the movie. I was like, oh, pointing it out. Yeah, same. Um, Chevy. There was basically a fucking Chevy commercial in... Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, it, it kind of was. Like, the car they were running away in and the cars chasing barbie were all chevys and Mm -hmm. i was like okay um birkenstock which was super like obvious when they were like yeah you can either wear heels or um a birkenstock and i was Mm -hmm. like okay um i'm so surprised they didn't have like i guess they had chanel but like i'm surprised they didn't have like a louis vuitton for the shoe for the high heel like a louis vuitton or you know something like that like an Mm -hmm. iconic designer shoe brand i guess something like that i don't know um hydroflask which wasn't as obvious that was just featured like in a super quick scene with the middle schoolers and they like all had a hydroflask which was mm-hmm. i think very realistic because yeah well pretty much it, everyone i know has a hydroflask. i am sure it would have been stanley if it had you know been filmed if it been had been filmed probably like eight months later yeah true because stanley definitely is more you know, like a for the girls kind mm-hmm. of a thing not that yeah. I have one, because I'm like, no, I'm not feeding into capitalism. I have a knockoff. What? <laughs> I have a knockoff, and it stays at Yeah, home. it kind of slays, though. It does. Like, Ugh, I want one. Yeah. But, um, and then Chanel, which we kind of mm-hmm. mentioned previously. But those were the ones that kind of just were, like, super the huge ones. Um, obvious. And um, then they've also had other um, collabs with brands that didn't have to do with the movie, necessarily. And we've got OPI, Chi, Chai, Chi, Chi, Moon, Kendall HGTV, Jenner's brand. Um, Colds? that's Kendall Jenner's brand. Yeah, Chi. Yeah, no Moon. Moon is her brand. Yeah, I had no idea. Yep, she must have good teeth. I guess so. Um, HGTV, Coldstone, Nyx, and many more. But those were some of the ones we just wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, there was a lot 
of there's like, a lot of clothing brands too but yeah quite a few clothing brands like uh forever 21 yeah there's um, another one i can't even remember lounge fly bags which is homestick is that what that is the candle brand oh yeah homestick they made like a dream house one which is kind of fun you know um yeah but a lot of it was oh google did you see that anytime you google oh, yeah. barbie and then google barbie it turned or, pink or Marco something. robbie or greta gerwig or ryan gosling yeah it like the screen turns pink and there's like fireworks so go do that yeah it's pretty fun. fun um but to like go off of track of like product placement marketing kind of a thing um one more thing that makes it super successful was the soundtrack it was fucking fantastic yeah and i could not and it stop fit listening. the barbie universe oh my so god well. it so was perfect well. for it and like it was like you can go through listen to the soundtrack and you feel like you're in the movie because yeah. like it followed it so well yeah and i also loved oh my that god lizzo was also lizzo yeah dua lipa sam smith Billie Eilish, Eilish um, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, there's, oh, Khalid was one, Silver Potter. I've been rocking with that song. Khalid's was good. And yeah. so was Dominic Fikes. I was yeah. like, okay. So many people. Yeah, there was, wait, I'm actually going to look it up right now because I don't want to miss anyone. Haim. There was oh, another, God, there was another, Heim like, kind of rapperish dude that you were like, I. Kid Leroy. Yeah, I was like, That I was the one that I was like, what the hell is this doing here? <laughs> yeah. That's the only skip, I will admit. <laughs> It's a fucking skip. Um, but the rest of them were super good. Um, I loved... I was, like, when we were going to the movie, I was like, where are they putting Barbie World by Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj? Because this song's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. But it, it, it was end, in right? the credits, yeah. so it, like, worked out good. And it, like, the very last scene kind of cut off in, like, a like a funny moment. And mm-hmm. then it started playing. So I thought it was done very well. But other than that, um, Tim and Paula, Dominic Feigheim... Um, Pink Panthers. Her song was fucking fantastic. Which I loved it. It sounds like an Irish jig. If you haven't listened to it, oh, go yeah. listen to it right now because it's so good and it's so much better than I thought it was going to be. Was it Charlie? Charlie X C X. Oh, Charlie X X. Yes. Her song was actually Speed good. Drive. Yeah, good. It's fucking fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many people were like, "Is this the Boom Clap Girl?" I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually. <laughs> but. Yeah, there was a bunch. Um, Ava Max, hers kind of slayed too, but she kind of also annoys me. All her songs sound the same, but yeah, so but I was like, hasn't that been on TikTok for like years? Yeah, real. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. But needless to say, all of them were super good. So and so. I'm just Ken by Ryan Gosling. Like, not to say Ryan Gosling isn't like good at singing. He's been in musicals. Like, yeah. he's been doing this kind of shit for a while. But I don't think he's ever had like a like billboard 100 hit and i'm no. just ken is at number 81 so there you mm-hmm. go guys that just shows the success of barbie yeah and all of it's just all over tiktok too oh my god it's all over tiktok all over twitter and that could also just be you know our, our algorithms our but... algorithms for sure but i do think that it's kind of been everywhere including the news which mm-hmm. isn't loving barbie um but i do so they're stupid. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are saying that it's, like, feminist propaganda and shit like that, which, if you went to the movie and have a brain, no, you're wrong. <laughs> I was like, I, I didn't see one, you should be feminist sort of thing yeah. at Yeah. Um, it was just, like, too much. I was like, like what, whatever. there's a woman president and you think that's feminist pop- propaganda? Fuck off. Oh my god, so stupid. And, oh god, what's his name? The stupid fucking... Ben Shapiro? Yes. <laughs> what did he say about it? He had two movie... Or two videos talking about how much he hated it. Two? Two videos that are longer than Barbie as a whole. <laughs> together. No like, way. The videos together. One of them, he goes to the store, buys a Barbie, and literally puts it in the trash can and burns it. You just gave Barbie I more know, money. I'm just like, you're just buying... Like, you bought a ticket to go to the movie... Which yeah. people were saying he was in, like, a full black outfit. People were like, oh, my gosh, he's cosplaying as Ken. Because, like, Ken danced in a full black outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that was, like, a little funny moment. But, like, he literally, like, bought a ticket to go to the movie, went home, filmed a video about how much he hated it, which was so fucking stupid, by the way. Yeah. And then 
had another video of him destroying children's toys. I'm just yeah. like, get a life. Like, you're 39 <laughs> years old. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Like, can you not just be happy for anyone? Like, <laughs> I, I just don't understand. I also all. don't think that men in particular, but some people don't understand that not everything is made for them. Oh, you're for not sure. the demographic for everything. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that you didn't. It's okay like, that you didn't fully enjoy it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's not objectively good yeah. to a lot of other people. Which is what, like, I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit, too, was that, like, it was a movie that was made for a wide audience. Yeah. Like, men and women can both enjoy it. Just because it's targeted towards women doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah. Because, you know, what's targeted towards men that women are forced to watch? Pretty much everything Every other else. thing. So, like... I'm, Sports? You think I give a fuck about, about men tackling each other. Yeah. <laughs> no. I watch the Super Bowl for the high noon commercials, okay? Real. Like, I don't, I do not care. I care about Rihanna and I care about high noon. Yeah, exactly. So, the Kells who cares? brothers, also maybe. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> but I'm shipping Travis Kells and Taylor Swift so hard. Yeah. Anyways, let's not get too off topic. Yeah, I will say that some, some people just were not loving it, and I'm sorry about that, but. Get a life. Um, and or a lot of people were also like, this is a children's toy. Don't take your kids to see this. Girl, have you ever been to a fucking Marvel movie? Like, yeah. that's one, PG-13. Like, read, first of all, read the rating. If it's PG-13, also, you knew it was PG-13 yeah. when you walked in. And if you yeah. didn't, then that's your fault as If a parent. you're not okay with your kid watching a PG-13 movie, don't take, take them to it. I don't yeah. care what it's about. Mm-hmm. If it's rated PG-13, that's your fault. If there's, like... You are a bad parent and you took your kid to see a movie that you're not okay with them Yeah, seeing. I just Sorry. don't understand that. Like, people were so mad about it. Okay, just, like, have a brain. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't, I'm just like, what? Like, it's just, like, and I'm just like, the amount of movies I went to that were PG-13 as, like, a kid. Yeah. And, like, no one gave a fuck about. Like, yeah. so many. Like, just because it's, it's just like, dumb. people are talking about it and, like, Barbie's pushing on this feminist agenda. Shut the fuck up. No. Just shut up. Um, anyways. Yeah. I do want to talk about some moments in the movie that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. One was when Barbie entered the real world and she was like, oh my gosh, like I just, I have this fear and like mm-hmm. I don't know where it's coming from or like why I have it. And there's like this woman in the background. She's like, it's called anxiety and we all have it. And I was <laughs> just like, this is such like a female experience of just like being scared sometimes and you don't really know or like being yeah. worried, being nervous being anxious like yeah just because you're living um and i just yeah. think it kind of it like stood out to me when ken was like actually i feel the opposite i feel kind of awesome and i was like yeah, yeah that's because you're a man living in the world like yeah that's just how it is um there was also another moment after i couldn't get it out of my head for days what what you're about to say oh um <laughs> well there was a moment it was after barbie comes back to barbie land and all the barbies have you know turned over to being submissives and whatever Mm -hmm. and they can't figure out why like they can't get them to come to the real side or like wake up or whatever Mm -hmm. and it weird barbie is like trying to help them because she's like super knowledgeable and whatever yeah and barbie's just like i don't get it you're either brainwashed or ugly and weird (laughs) and i was just like oh my god like that's totally the real world i just like which is like it's definitely like to an extreme but like people who are catering towards men's needs and whatever they're fucking brainwashed (laughs) like you're either brainwashed or you're ugly and weird and yeah that's just what it is i guess yep um and then the depression (laughs) barbie commercial was fucking iconic i loved it i loved also that this movie kind of broke the fourth wall at times there was a moment where they were like and it like poked fun at women and like you know like it was like it was a it was satirical there were jokes being made but it was also serious it was so good um i loved the depression barbie commercial and then at the very end it was like um anxiety ocd and ptsd or something sold separately (laughs) and i was like oh my god this is just so real (laughs) and it's like Mm -hmm. upsetting but it's so funny at the same time. And then the ending, um, 
with Barbie, like she's going into this office, you think like maybe she's it has a job, she's getting a job like, or whatever, and she's like, "Hi, I'm here to see my gynecologist." That was fucking iconic, <laughs> and then it, was it so good, and, and then, then it switches immediately to Nicki Minaj's Ice Spice. Yeah. So I was like, "God, this is so good." Um, I almost said Blackpink, and I'm like, "That was not Blackpink." That was you know Ice who Spice. they should have had Blackpink? Yeah, that sh- they should have been on the soundtrack. Someone, uh, someone that w- was like, "What if this is One Direction's comeback?" <laughs> which I think would have been well, so yeah, funny. That was another thing they did. They released the soundtrack, and then they were like, "There's one last secret artist," and everybody yeah. was like, "Who is, Who is it?" it? it I thought Sam for Smith. sure it was going to be Beyonce, and it was fucking Sam Smith. And I'm like, okay, which is totally fine. Like I thought they did a very good job with the song. Yeah, but I was it ended like, up being my favorite hell? one. Yeah, honestly, I was like, okay, this is not what I was expecting, mm-hmm. but you know what? Still good. Um, yeah. anyways, that's, like, pretty much all my takes on Barbie. If you have anything else to add, go right I ahead. Just, the part, I, I was, like, crying for days oh, afterwards. Yeah. Because I was, like, I have no idea what I am feeling right now. I also was having a moment, for sure, mentally. Just outside of that. Happens. But, um, I was just, like, I can't even, I was, like, what is this feeling I'm feeling? It's It was so, like, heavy, but not in a bad way. Yeah. It was just, like... I've, I, I just could not, yeah, and then I, like, we got home, it was probably, like, 20, 30 minutes after the movie ended, I changed, and then I was upstairs in my room, and I was like, oh my god, I just felt like I was seen, yeah, as a woman, yeah, and a girl, and it was just, like, there were so many little things where I was like, oh my god, like, I'm, like, I was, like, surprised that they said it, yeah, I was just like, oh my god, they really said that, because, like, it was like, people don't say, I've felt this before, and people don't talk about it, like, Yeah. And I think that it was, I was just like, what in the fuck for days afterwards? And I was like, guys, I'm having a crisis. And I called my mom about it and I'm like, you need to go see the movie. Like it was so good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I'm, I'm having a crisis over it. I, like, I just like, don't know how to explain it without ruining it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe you get it if you went and saw the movie, but she said, she's like, well, I didn't cry. And I'm like, what do you mean? I cried three times. Yeah, I cried quite a few times yeah. also. And we would like to say shout out to Billie Eilish for producing a fantastic song. Yeah. Um, and I loved how the movie, like, kind of played a little bit when, like, Barbie would start to feel, like, kind of that what am I made for feeling. Yeah. Um, and then they, it would go away, and then they'd come back and it'd go away, and then they finally, like, played the whole song when Barbie was, like, mm-hmm. having this sort of realization moment of, like, oh, my yeah. gosh, I can be other things besides yeah. pretty. Like, I can be, a, like whoever I want to be, basically, which I Mm -hmm. thought was really cool. Um, And I think it also kind of hit her when she was trying to find the person who she had, like, the girl who she had lost or whatever. And they were like, so what are you? And she's like, Barbie is, like, doctor, and Barbie is a blah, blah, blah. And they were like, so what, like, you you do those things? And she's like, no, but Barbie does. Yeah. And they were like, okay, so what are you? And she's like, well, technically I'm stereotypical Barbie. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that's where we're wrong. That's where it went wrong was just, like, like, Barbie started out as that, yeah. and it's, like, they were trying to shift away, but Barbie still does have this image of, like, pretty skinny white, you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm so glad that there were so many people that weren't that. Yeah. So. I agree. I do think everyone was still pretty, though. Well. Because pretty looks different. And yeah, exactly. Well, and everybody, or not everybody, but there were some people on TikTok that were, like, I didn't even know I was supposed to, like, they want to look like Barbie until yeah. I got old enough that people like like it was insinuated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I didn't I as didn't a kid. Know. It wasn't like I need to look she like Barbie. Was, she yeah. was my friend. Is yeah. what they were. Her point is like we played with them because they were dolls. I wasn't ever thinking, oh, I should look like Barbie. I can't look like Barbie. I'm gonna hate myself and yeah, whatever. It's never. It's never when you're a kid you're thinking that. Yeah. It's like when you're when you hit the like puberty stage where like mm-hmm. people start seeing you as a woman. I think mm-hmm. when you're like, oh, these are the women I've looked at yeah so yeah I thought that the way they did the whole realization Mm -hmm. I'm more than just a pretty face was pretty cool and then they were also like note to the directors Margot Robbie is not the best person to be making this point and I was like thank fucking god they said said that that. because she is literally stereotypical Barbie yeah for fucking real and I don't know. It was just, like, she had this whole, like, realization arc and, like, I'm a human being. Like, I'm a person. I'm a living thing and sort of situation. And then at the end, Mattel was, like, so you just end up with Ken now. And that's, like, your story. And everyone's, like, 
Fuck you. Yeah, no. There's more. Like what? Is, like what is she gonna do? And so she doesn't end up with Ken, which Spoiler is super alert. slay. But um, and she never like had felt like the need to have a Ken, and the people were like, okay, kind of why? I was whatever. Like a little sad about that. I will say because like in every, I I guess it is like a, women don't have to have men, which totally valid. Like mm-hmm. I think that does need to be represented. But it did make me kind of sad because like in every other like, Barbie fairytopia or fucking whatever, she's like. Ken. Or Barbie yeah, life in the like, dream house. <laughs> all the other Barbies had their Kens. That's true. So she was just kind of the only one. But I saw someone say on TikTok, they're like, they explained why. It, but it was very a very short comment. And America's character said something about, oh, I never had a Ken doll. So my Barbie oh. never had a love interest or something like that. And because Barbie or Margot Robbie was America's Barbie, she therefore never felt the need to have a Ken. And so in Barbie Dreamland, that reflected, you know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? Because the whole movie is like these girls play with their dolls, and in mm-hmm. Barbie Land, that's what they that's are. who they are in Barbie Land. Yeah. yeah. So because in real life she didn't have a Ken, she just didn't feel the need to have Ryan Gosling. Period. I guess. But she had him anyways. So I was like, okay, period. That's <laughs> really deep, actually, and yeah. super well. Th- it's a very well thought. They've uni- the universe building in Barbie was so good. I think. I know. I kind of wish it was a little bit longer because we had kind of talked about this before. Mm. We're like, some movies are just stupid little comedies and they don't need to be more than an yeah. hour and 30 minutes. They just don't. But if something is world building and it has more meaning than yeah. what you see on the screen, it just needs a little bit more time. And I do wish that Barbie was slightly longer, but I don't know where I would have had things. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I'm but like, then I'm... again, I'm not a director, yeah. so. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's really all I have to say about Barbie. Yeah, Barbie slayed super hard. I'm definitely going to have to go watch again. And kind of, because it was so, like, comedic. Yeah. And there were so many small, tiny things that were said that yeah. was like, oh, my God, that's so funny. But, yeah. like, they just moved on so quick. So I need to go again and, like, bring a notebook, a notebook and, like, no- yeah. write everything down that I loved. Okay. Um, because there were so like the beat you off was so fucking. Funny. It was also like so immediate, and I didn't really know it was the very beginning of the movie, and I didn't really know what to expect, but it kind of set the tone of the rest oh, of the yeah. movie. And they're like, "I'm gonna beat you off so hard," and <laughs> I was like, "You want me to beat you off?" I was literally <laughs> like, sitting oh there like jaw open, like what the fuck is happening? That was so. Funny. But you know, it it did set the tone for the rest of the movie, so. Mm-hmm. Is and it? I also loved when Ryan Gosling was, like, trying to get a job, and he's like, but I'm a man. And they're like, yeah. no, you, like, have to be trained. And, yeah. like, and he's like, like, he's like, but what about, like, do you but not But the have patriarchy a... tells me I can't. Yeah, which I did kind of love. I also loved when he was like, once I realized the patriarchy didn't have anything to do with horses, I lost interest. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I loved, like, even outside of the movie, just the actors themselves had, you know, their own PR and whatever. And Yeah. Um, Ryan Gosling did a photo shoot with GQ before the movie was out, and oh, everyone was everyone great. was kind of like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah. Because he was promoting his role in Barbie, yeah. and everybody was like, "What the, the fuck is going on?" Because it was very much like a western. Yeah, he's like on a horse, I didn't even and everybody think about was like, out. "What the hell?" Like this has nothing to do with Barbie, but it did. You yep. just gotta watch to find out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and Margot Robbie was on. Vogue, I want to say. Yeah, some something like that. Oh yeah, she was also in time. They had um, mm. her and like four other of the main girls. Oh, period. On time, but in every picture, only Marco was looking at the camera. Period. Yeah, kind of slayed. You shall go check it out. Anyways, moving on to Oppenheimer. So, if you're anything like me, you said. What, what the, the fuck, fuck is, is Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer? <laughs> and so basically, okay, movie is directed by Christopher Nolan, and he's also done Dunkirk, Interstellar, and Batman movies, which the only movie I have seen of that is Dunkirk, and that's only because Harry Styles was in it. Valid. Um, so I remember. But I do know, like, I've heard his name. People are like, yeah. oh, it's a Christopher Nolan movie. I'm not, okay. I'm not saying that. I Like, I personally don't give, like, too much of a fuck about him like mm-hmm. I went to see Oppenheimer because Barbenheimer yeah. you know what I mean so whatever they're fine they're great they're objectively good movies I'm not saying they're not like it, it was worth the watch but Oppenheimer's opening weekend revenue was 80.5 million in the U.S. and just, just a, a reminder, reminder 
Barbie's was 155 million. So the women won this one. Yeah, in the opening day, Barbie made 70.5 million. Yeah. Almost the same as they made in the weekend. Yep. So good for them. Yeah, it was like, period. Not that it was like a competition. I was just like, I can, I'm so glad the film bros lost this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. But the casting was literally crazy. That was one of the best parts, I think. Yeah, it was just so many famous people. And it was like, oh my god, that's Roderick from Diary of the Wicked And it Kid. wasn't like they had like big roles. It was like they were on no. screen for maybe a minute. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, I'll, oh. okay, I'll, I'll get there, I'll get there. So okay, sorry, sorry. Um, the main characters are Killian Murphy, um, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, Emily Blunt. All super big slays. They did so great. And Christopher Nolan, because he's such an esteemed director everyone wants to work with him like every single person was asked so like how did you hear about this or like what was the conversation like or were you just offered the role or what and everybody's like okay well christopher nolan offers you a movie role you're taking it yeah like no you don't what. you don't say no like you're going into the conversation knowing i'm gonna be a part of this no matter what and um because of that Every single person you saw on screen was relatively famous in one way or another. Like, it, Josh Peck was in it for maybe all of 45 seconds, and he, like, he was in it. And I'm sure yeah. it was because, oh my god, he was god, one of those people where I was like, what the, the hell? hell? <laughs> yeah. Um, and the guy who played Roderick, Devin, Devon Bostick or whatever, um, super big icon for the Gen Zers, if you will. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think, and also, like, I was looking at his, like, film, film photography filmography mm-hmm. whatever discography or whatever he's literally something. just in war movies and diary <laughs> would be kid <laughs> and i'm like okay there's one part where he's like throwing up because he's <laughs> out of his, his nose, nose. <laughs> literally it's so horrible and i was like oh this is exactly like the role for him in this movie mm-hmm. um but jack quaid was in it fucking dennis quaid and uh what is the mom megan uh no oh yeah he's a nepo baby yeah he is he was also in Hunger Games. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's from Scream. Bitch, he's from Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and um, I was he, like, uh, his last role was literally the Hunger Games. So, so real. And Rami Malik, Malik, something yeah. from, he played uh, Eddie, oh my God. Freddie? Freddie Mercury. Eddie Mercury. <laughs> Eddie Mercury. I was like, that is so wrong. <laughs> um, Eddie Mercury and. Which I think Freddie people Mercury. think. Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> yes, he played so Freddie sorry. Mercury. And people on Twitter were saying that he did a better job in his three roles in this film than in the entire movie of Bohemian Rhapsody. I love Bohemian Rhapsody. I know, I like it too. It's good. I really like it, but people don't love him, which I don't know why. Yeah. I I think he's just kind of awkward. He is kind of weird If I'm being super honest. Sorry, Rami. He was also in Twilight. And The Night at the Museum. Oh my god, he played the pharaoh or something, yeah, right? Yeah, he played King Tut. Period. But, like, no, like, it's, like, the most random... They're on screen for less than five minutes total. Yeah. And it, I'm sure it's just because people are, like, I have to be a part of this. I don't care, like, how much I'm on screen. I just have to be part of it. Um, which but, makes, anyway. totally makes sense now that it's, like, one of the biggest movies of the year. Yeah. Which in one, probably will be one of the biggest movies of a long time because yeah. it ha- it was so successful because of Barbenheimer, but, you know, yeah. anyways. So basically, kind of to get into a little bit of what the plot of Oppenheimer is, because it is a little confusing because it follows two timelines. One is in color and one is in black and white. Mm-hmm. And Almost three, low-key, because they're also in that interrogation room. That's the same timeline as um, the future. That is all one timeline. Oh, okay. Never mind, ignore me. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, Robert, I was so fucking confused about Robert Downey Jr.'s character. I could not get a vibe from him for the longest time. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, you're not a great guy. Yeah. But he plays uh, Strauss, something Strauss. And he is an original member of the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission, the AEC. And so, I, get, I think um, Oppenheimer was, too. There was a group of them or whatever yeah. but that's why strauss was a part of it but i think he was also like a businessman he wasn't yeah, necessarily he was like a scientist. a scientist he was in charge of the finances I yes think. so um basically oppenheimer they create this bomb and he's remorseful about it because guess what it killed a fuck ton of innocent people and we just kind of did it for the fuck of it mm-hmm. and he wasn't and, like super down to even like 
release it anyways. He was like, yeah. the war ended. I made this for Germany. And kind of the only reason that they did it was because they're like, we have to get it before Germany mm-hmm. or we are dead. It's like, it's do or die sort of thing from my understanding. Yeah, and they were just like, we can't let the Germans beat us. Yes. And then they didn't, mm-hmm. but they still had the bomb made. Yeah, and so they dropped him on Japan. And basically after that, he asks President Truman to stop for the research and Truman's like, uh, fuck off, no. Um, and Strauss is also pushing for the hydrogen bomb, or, like, more research to develop yeah. the hydrogen bomb, and which I think kept, keeps getting shot down. And he is that's what he's kind of mad about, I guess. But Strauss, it's pretty clear that he does not like Oppenheimer at some point. Yeah, he, and he likes him for, in the beginning, and then yeah. him and Einstein have a little Shut up, this is mine. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. So, um, Oppenheimer and Einstein meet and speak for a few moments privately, but Strauss is not part of that conversation. And so, Oppenheimer, um, or Strauss thinks that Oppenheimer was talking shit about Mm -hmm. him to Einstein because Einstein, like, didn't acknowledge (laughs) um, Strauss after Oppenheimer and Einstein had spoken. Yeah. He did kind of give him the fucking cold shoulder. He did, so that was really weird, but everybody knew Einstein was kind of going cray at that point. Yeah, he was losing it. But I think Einstein was, like, w- aware enough to kind of, like, know what things were going on. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. But anyways, Strauss believes that Oppenheimer has it out for him for whatever fucking reason. But he's be- just being a big baby about it. And so, um, d- flash forward to the future... Uh, Strauss is speaking against Oppenheimer because they build this bomb and Oppenheimer, they suspect that he was a communist spy for the Soviets, the the Soviet Union. And because he was associated with a lot of fucking, uh, I almost said communicators, communists (laughs) Communists or past past communists. So like his Florence Pugh, his lover, his Mm -hmm. mistress was a co- part of the Communist Party. His brother That's where was, he met her. Yeah. His brother was part of the Communist Party and his wife, or sister-in-law. And then his wife, Emily Blunt, was an ex-member of the Communist Party. And so and it's, it's just very just suspicious. And a lot of his friends, just people he knows. Yeah. It is, he it is, is suspicious. I'll give it to he him. He is. It's very clear throughout the film that Oppenheimer is a political person and he's a little more liberal-leaning. And that is was not super, like what like well accepted i think at least in terms of science and whatever the time was but he was also jewish so he had a reason to be like okay we need to do whatever the fuck we need to do to he's like take down these germans i hate the germans yeah literally (laughs) and so which is super valid but um anyways the whole it's not a legal trial but basically oppenheimer's part of the group and you have to have like a security clearance to be a part of whatever they're doing whatever sort of science shit they're happening they're that's the, happening the group right yeah I, I think so i think that's what it is but i'm not 100 percent sure it was all kind of iffy but um oppenheimer a couple years after the war ends is being investigated for the soviets and oh God, strauss so be so for real um just kidding but strauss is speaking against oppenheimer because he wants his security clearance to be taken away Yes. So that's what is happening. Well, and Strauss is also like, don't make this a legal trial because that won't be good for me. Yeah. So he makes it be like this fucking private investigation mm-hmm. in this it's like It's not televised closet. anything. Yeah. Like it's this so- whole weird thing that Strauss is like putting on himself. Yeah. But like, but they're, they're just not, trying. They're not telling people that. Yeah. They're this whole thing is just trying. The whole trial is just they're trying to prove or disprove that he was a Soviet spy. Yep. Because there was suspicion. But I was so fucking confused throughout this whole thing because, like, okay, don't get me wrong. I was explaining this to my parents. I'm like, I understand why any other country having, like, the science to create an atomic bomb is really, really bad. Yeah, bad In a war. For sure. It's not good. I understand that. But the American communists, what are they doing? Yeah. Literally nothing. They're getting together. Realistically, how much power do they have? literally none yeah. so i'm like okay i i totally understand it is a little suspicious but like he's the not american, a spy <laughs> the american like the united states was not going to become a communist 
Yeah, by any means. So I was just so effing confused. Like, were they worried that he was gonna, like, reroute the bomb to drop on fucking Washington, D.C. or something? Yeah, I'm like, like, I'm just not understanding. Why did he do that? Yeah, so that was what I couldn't figure out, and none of the adults I've talked to can answer that question either. Yeah, they probably so, don't know. And I was looking at it online, and nothing. So I just think yeah. this is a bunch of white men not being too smart. But anyways, <laughs> and that's why. Right. But anyways, um, moral of the story. But anyways, he was he. There was some suspicious shit, and I I, I totally get it. He was doing some stuff that maybe. But he also, Robert Downey Jr. was like, he was like, taking it a little too far. Robert Downey Jr. was his character. He was had being it out a, for him. Yeah, it was like, Oppenheimer was talking shit about me, so I hate him. So now, but he, he can't make any more bombs. No, literally. And then someone at the end was like, "How do you even know that's what they were talking? Maybe they just had a conversation." And, and it, that's exactly it. Yes. They weren't talking about him at all. Exactly. And so you're like, what the fuck? And that's why you're so confused the whole time. Because you're like, literally nothing is happening, but it's so dramatic for no reason. Because, I don't know, this man is just being dumb. But anyways, that's kind of like the gist of the plot. It's like so much happens and also nothing at all. So. Besides but, they make a bomb. Besides the fact that they make a bomb. Yeah. So. In the whole trial part, you're kind of like, I have no fucking understanding. Oh, and that part is in black and white. And so I saw a TikTok that they said what was in color was from Oppenheimer's point of view. And what was in black and white was from Strauss's point of view. So Robert Downey Jr.'s. So it not only is like two different timelines, but it symbolizes point of views. Which definitely is clear now that I'm like rethinking about Mm -hmm. it. Because I was thinking, I'm like, I don't understand why this part is in black and white. It is definitely one of yeah. those movies that I'm going to have to watch again. Now yeah. that I'm, like, kind of understand what it was about, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Like, yeah. why things were done a certain way. So. Yeah. I kind of but, liked that they did it in black and white, though. Because I oh, would have too. been way more lost. Yeah, I agree. So. Good so, on them, I guess. Yeah, that was smart. That was really good. And I, But that's kind of it about the plot. I would say, I think, artistically, the sonography was fucking insane it was so insane that it was almost okay it was overwhelming i my if my parents are listening to this they can choose to not hear it i was i took an edible and (laughs) i was so high yeah we were pretty big i will say i was like but i could not have watched that movie if i did not yeah take one it was just so long in three hours and i was just like and every single man looked the exact same that was one thing that we were both kind of having trouble with was everyone was a white man, which oh, I get because that's probably exactly what it was yeah. in real life. But, God, I was just like, who are these people? Yeah. They all look the exact same. Well, and like I said, there's so many. Like, Josh Peck was on the screen for about 45 seconds, but he was relatively important yeah. in whatever was happening. Like he There pressed... were just so many different fucking white men. Yeah, <laughs> and so, and it's like sometimes they're there for a little bit or you meet them for about half a second here and then they come back for a couple more minutes, a couple more scenes later. Yeah. But it's still kind of like, I don't know. It's just like there's too many people it and was not enough lot. time. Um, so I do think you kind of have to like, know what's up before you're going into it a little bit so but throughout the whole movie you know bombs are loud so the sound was also loud and it tended to build very dramatically and I think sound was extremely important to like you know the artistic Mm -hmm. dynamic of the movie but I think sound and Oppenheimer were very like symbolic of each other and mirrored each other in a lot of ways because there are moments, there were moments that I was like, I'm so fucking confused right now because the music is so loud. The background music is so loud, but Oppenheimer's literally just walking. Yeah. And, so and sometimes was like, it wasn't even music. It was like the background sounds in yeah, general, yeah, yeah. like s- footsteps and door slams yeah. and whatever. It was just like, oh my God. So loud. But like, I do think it was like, the whole movie they were like this is the most important man like probably in the history of the fucking Mm -hmm. world because the atomic bomb is probably one of the most important things that has ever happened it is the most important thing that's the whole point of the movie it's the most important thing to ever happen and oppenheimer therefore was like the The most most important important man man of the time and so i think the music kind of helped mirror his importance so even when they weren't talking it still made it very clear that he is extremely important and powerful yeah which was kind of cool which I, re- I really liked but there were also a lot of times where it, like 
you could definitely tell that it was like he was very anxious like he definitely had yeah, some mental issues it reflected sure. his emotions too yeah there were some times where like either it was extremely loud like so overpowering like yeah i wanted to like cover my ears and there were other moments where it was complete silence Mm-hmm. Because he just had to fucking check out. He was just like, yeah, I like it's just too much, mm-hmm. and he would just like turn it off, which I also thought was kind of cool. But mm-hmm. yeah, you could definitely tell even from the beginning when he was like in his college days. Yeah, he was a little fucked up. Faux show. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, if you are the, it was like he's he was so smart he yeah. could, just couldn't stop. Yeah, sort of thing. So, yeah, but he was also but, an emotional guy. He was a lover. Yeah. He would, Florence Pugh, she was like, literally, fuck off. I'm using you for your body. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> he would bring her like, flowers every time. Flowers. And she's like, do not bring me flowers. And would literally take them and throw them in the trash. And he brought and her he them, like, them many, many times. Time. And I was just like, dude, this is kind of embarrassing for you. But yeah. also, period, I guess. I would do the same thing for Florence Pugh. Yeah, she was definitely giving in charge in their little relationship. Yeah, I was kind of like, I'm so confused as to why there are even sex scenes in this, but I guess, I don't know. She was, was a part of, like, the investigation. He, he wasn't just a scientist. Yeah. He was also a man with a love life. He was kind of a whore. Yeah, he was fucking so many bitches. It was <laughs> so Low real. Key. Because... Him and Emily Blunt, she was married to someone else. He got her pregnant, and she got divorced from her husband, yeah, and then I they got married. I forgot she was married to someone else, Yeah, Tee. and then they got married, and, like, right after. Yep. And then they ended up having he, two kids, right? And I think so. And so they're together, and they honestly would not have been together if they did not No, get they pregnant. really didn't get along that well. No, but she actually kind of slayed. I think in the end, she was, like, she was, she was good like, for him. this is my husband. He's a fucking genius. Yeah. Y'all need to get it together. And, and period. I was like, okay. Um, yeah. And I think she did kind of stand up for him a little bit, for which sure. was helpful. But he met Florence Pugh's character, I think, before he got with her. However, he continued to see her on mm-hmm. and off for years. And she finds out that, oh, because Florence Pugh, oh my God, this is such a spoiler. Florence Pugh kills herself. Um, yeah. Because Oppenheimer's like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to see you again after this. Yeah. She kills herself. And, and she's then. She's like, is that really what it is? And she, well, she basically told him too. She was like, it, like, what about me? And he's yeah. like, I'm sorry, but this isn't like really about you. It was yeah. just like, it's about my family and my work. Like, I can't see you anymore. Yeah. And then she fucking kills herself. And yeah. I'm like, girl, like, it's, is it that serious? Like, no, for real. And you could tell she's definitely, like... She's definitely mentally ill. Yeah, because you she could... She had some issues for sure. It was one of those things where you could tell, at least in the movie, obviously, you have no idea what real life is like. Like, this is very, you know, cinematic. But, yeah. like, he cared for her mm-hmm. a lot. And I think he, like, if he could, he would have chosen her. But, like... It just wasn't realistic, and she was so fucked up that she was never gonna be able to like fully. She was very emotionally unavailable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so which this is that was my favorite part of the movie was the stupid love story because yeah. guess what I don't care about men but or bombs or bombs so, but there was this quote after Emily Blunt finds out because he's like fucking lost it when he finds out she's died. She finds him like out in the woods. Oh yeah, <laughs> and she's he's like, like what having the hell a pit. are you doing? Yeah, she's like, what in the fuck? And so. She says something to him. It's something along these lines. I don't know if it was word for word this, but she's like, don't commit the sin and then expect sympathy when it has consequences. And she's like, fucking get it together. Mm -hmm. And period, don't cheat on your wife. But um, it not only um, applies to his infidelity, but also the creation of the bomb. Because you see him go to Truman and he's like, like, I, he, like, not that he can't live with himself, but he tells him, he's like, I feel like I have blood on my hands. Mm -hmm. And then Truman gives him his fucking handkerchief and he's like, I'm the one with my name on it. I'm yeah. Like, are you he's serious a, yeah, right now? Because he's, he said to him, he's like, no one cares who made the bomb. I'm the one who sent it. Yep. And I was like, okay, kind of valid, but also like this bomb didn't exist without Oppenheimer. Yeah. He literally made it. So yeah. shut up. And I mean, obviously there was like help with everybody else, but it was just so disturbing in the scenes where they, like the Americans are cheering when the bombs are dropped and they work and people are just dead. 
And then it's yep. like people just keep dying because of the radiation. And so it's like not even the... It's not even how many they expected like to, to kill. Yeah, they it was way, way more. more. And so Oppenheimer just feels so guilty about it, which... And I'm kind valid, of so but, glad they talked about that because yeah. if he didn't, that's kind of a fucking red Horrible. flag. Yeah. So Psychopathic shit behavior. So. Yeah. But... I don't know. I just literally could not get that out of my head. I was like, girl, I'm going to throw up. That was haunting. She had a really, really great scene. Like, her whole trial, mm-hmm. like, investigation. She yeah. was really great in she that, She was too. fucking with the... In, like, mentally. She was, like, fucking with the guy oh, that yeah. was interviewing her. He'd be like, he'd ask her questions. She'd be like, I don't know. What about you? And I was like, <laughs> no, okay. literally. She's like, I literally just... You know, <laughs> Johnny Depp in his trial against Amber Heard, there were moments that were very similar to that where he was like... I literally, you're asking me the exact same question mm-hmm. every single time. There's not more ways I can say no. this answer. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. Exactly. Um, but it was kind of like that. But I'm trying to see if it, there was anything else. Oh, Killian Murphy was super hot and sexy, but he was a skinny little guy. Oh my gosh. He dropped gosh, a lot of weight for it. He was tiny. Yeah. I was like um, a little concerned, actually. Yeah. Well, because I've seen him in other shit, like Peaky Blinders and stuff, mm-hmm. and, I, and Dunkirk, I think he was I don't think he's too. a big guy at all, but No, he's not a big guy, and he's short, he was, too. I know he's, yeah, like, 5'7 he was... or some shit, but... Really? Yeah, he's he's not a tall man. Short king? Yeah. yeah. But he definitely lost weight. He was small. And yeah. I think that was... He was really small. I think he was just, like, mentally ill. Like... Maybe. Like, I'm sure he was. I don't, Well, I'm sure he was also just super fucking stressed out. Because, oh yeah. Well, because his father of the atomic bomb. Well, his friends, um, friends would be like, "You need to eat," and handed them like half an orange. Because oh, he wouldn't. Yeah. Because they were like, "When was the last he time you ate?" And he's like, "I actually don't know." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god." Yeah. I will so, say there was at one point in the beginning where he like puts poison into this apple because his professor is like, "You're bad at lab. You need <laughs> to get better." And so he's like, "I'll show you. I'll poison your apple." And then he feels bad about it. So I think that kind of is supposed to show, like, he's not a horrible person. Like, he yeah. might have, like, tendencies or thoughts or whatever, which, let's be real, we all do. Yeah. Um, sometimes I want to fucking kill someone. That doesn't mean I'm going to do it. So, yeah. But, like, he came back and was like, oh, my gosh, don't eat the apple, whatever. Yeah. But his grandson, Oppenheimer's grandson, said, I don't think that was ever on record that that ever happened. So, but I think mm-hmm. it was definitely just a way to show, like, he's not a bad guy. He doesn't want to kill people. So. Yeah. There was that. Yeah. Just I agree. so you guys know. Yeah. And I mean, you could also see it just in the it, with this conversation with President Truman cuz Oh god, yeah. Truman, it was so it was that just was so That was such a gross scene, disturbing honestly. That when there was like I don't know, everybody was like cheering when the bomb was dropped and I was like this is like so horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't even understand. And And I was glad that a lot of the scientists were like, "Oh my god, like we did it." Like Yeah. What the fuck's gonna happen now? Yeah. Because, like, a lot of, like, we said, like, the guy who played Roderick, um, was, like, fucking throwing up. They were, like, sick because they, like, finally... No, no, I don't think that's what that was. I think Yeah, he were... was throwing up after they dropped the bomb. Yeah, but I think they were celebrating so hard. He, oh, he was, was drinking. drinking and threw up Oh, I thought he was, like, literally sick. No. Mm. I don't think so. That's... I mean, it could be. It's up for interpretation, yeah. but um, Ellie's probably right. We... Me? Or yeah. You? Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> Our names sound a little similar, sorry. I was like, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I am talking um, about myself in the third person. It's fine. Yeah, that's why I was confused. I was like, that's weird. But, <laughs> kind of funny, I guess. But, yeah, that whole conversation with Truman really grossed me out. And you can tell, like, a lot of people only mention Hiroshima. Which and Oppenheimer is not happy about. Yeah, and so, like, Truman said something about Hiroshima, and then Oppenheimer's like, and also this. Or Nagasaki. Nagasaki. And it's, he's like, that's, I, I don't know. He's I like, think it's, it, he's well, like, it matters. Of course. Right, right. I'm like, yeah. fuck you. Like, you yeah. literally just killed hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, it was gross. Yeah. For sure. There was another kind of gross part, too, and I cannot remember. But, anyways. Sorry. I was going to say something, and then I just slowly forgot. Yeah. But, anyways, overall, very successful weekend for yeah week now, actually. For mm-hmm. both movies. Yeah. Um, I recommend seeing both. I like both. I thought Oppenheimer was like a four-star movie. Yeah. I just thought it could have. I don't know. I think Christopher Nolan doesn't do humor very well. 
and any time that there was there like, were a couple moments where i was like am i supposed to be laughing yeah i was like that kind of sounded like a joke but the movie's just so serious that mm-hmm. it was like i think you either need to like fully commit and like crack the joke or you just oh, need yeah. to avoid there it there was one moment with matt damon and they were like oh well, what happens if blah 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 and he's like well, we'll just shoot him. <laughs> and or I was we'll, like, we'll have to kill him. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then he was like, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. That was, I will say we were also both super fucking confused. Well, we both have ADHD, so that might be a factor. Yeah. But Ellie I... and I both cannot understand accents very well. Yeah. And that movie needed some fucking subtitles. Subtitles, for sure. <laughs> like, I just, 100%. The only person I could understand was Matt Damon. Yeah. I, I could understand Robbie Downey Jr. Yeah. But like, everybody else even killing murphy i was like i don't know what you're saying like well and it doesn't help that they're using like science words yeah and they're supposed to be really smart and i'm like i i don't know what that is don't understand what in the fuck is going on because i cannot understand any of you mm-hmm. like in brokeback mountain we watched it <laughs> i was literally like there are literal subtitles on the on the thing yeah, and i, I can understand anything that they're saying but um, overall, we thought they were great movies. We recommend seeing both of them. If you want to see our like Letterboxes. separate reviews, go see our letterbox. They're linked in our Instagram bio. No way, are they? Yeah. Oh my god. Period. Um. Anyways, <laughs> that's so embarrassing. No, our letterboxes are super fucking awesome, and everybody should watch them and recommend them to their friends. So. Yeah. Oh, also, if you don't know what letterbox is, it's like it just you go and you create your own little account and. You can keep track of, like, movies you want to see or movies you've seen, yeah, your you favorites. Yeah, different like, watch lists. Yeah, and, and review that, or, you know, you can, like, rate them and yeah, say. Yeah, rate, review, um, well, I think it's rate, log. Yeah. Something like that. And you can, like, favorite your favorite movies. So, Everybody gets a top four. Yeah, I don't know if they're necessarily, like, reliable oh. review. I mean, reliable reviews in terms of, like, media and statistics that they're taking. But they are real people but, yeah. reviews. Which is what I've, like, come to really like about Letterboxd is mm-hmm. that it's not fucking Rotten Tomatoes. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times, like, critics don't, like, they aren't the target audience. So, like, yeah. yeah, they might not like it as much as the people it's made for. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um... Anyways, another little tidbit is um, that Barbie was the first movie to... Hold on, I have an actual statistic. Let me pull it up. Um, Barbie is officially the fastest film to reach 1 million logs on the letterbox, which is basically 1 million views. Yeah. Um, which is kind of huge. I don't know how the long... The first one ever on letterbox? No, the fastest. Oh, I was like, what? There's yeah, no there's way. a There's like a, a watch list that's like the okay. 1 million log club or whatever. And there's oh, okay. all the movies that people have... Mm-hmm. That at least the people on letterbox have seen. A, mil- okay. a million people have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how long the app has been around for. Yeah, We've only either. been using it since the beginning of the year. But I think it's been mm-hmm. around at least for a couple years. Yeah, I know. My friend Kirby has been using Shout it out. for a little bit. Yeah, I love Kirby. I miss her so much. I need to text her. Shout out, Kirby. Um, my friend Mason's also been using it for quite a while, too. Yeah, they slay. Yeah, they are kind of slays. Um, but anyways, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm so sorry this is so effing long. How long are we at? An hour and seven oh, minutes. Jesus. Okay, Guys, I'm anyways, literally so sorry. That's enough. We're, we're going we to log off We now. knew this was going to be a big episode, so apologies. Yeah, it is a long one. Sorry. Okay. Well, anyways. Bye. bye.